Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and I have a very special lady in studio with me today. She is a marketing specialist, a public speaker, and most recently a first-time children's book author. She is Jody Tatiana Charles, and she is here today to talk about her new book, It's Just a Rug. Her debut story is all about diversity acceptance, embracing differences, and celebrating your heritage. Jody herself is a first-generation American born to Haitian parents. She was raised here in the Boston area, but was taught from a young age to honor her unique culture and to appreciate that in others as well. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Sue. <laughs> I want to start first with the actual name of the book, It's Just a Rug. Why'd you choose that? Um, I, you know, I went to uh, a speech and it was really very unique in regards of how this, uh, it was like a rug company mm -hmm. and they were just like telling all these wonderful stories about how they came from a different country and how you go and how they want to educate as many people as they possibly can about the whole entire concept of uh, what their country is all about. And so when I did my own homework, everything about it was really interesting in regards of how one item kept on standing out in different stories that I would read about this culture and it was a rug. Um, and it was the Iranian culture. And it was so amazing because in, if you're looking down at a rug, and it's now I'm just so super focused on looking at different rugs and colors and shapes, and they all are woven together, and that's what our families are about. Families and friends are woven together in such a, in a, in such a precise way that it, it just made sense. It just jumped at me in regards of it's just a rug, as simple as can be. So that was like literally, it was funny because I had a title before I had a lot of different things, and um, as the story was being developed, it was great to actually see how it made sense to use that title. Right. And I love, too, that you um, talk about the importance of not necessarily just trying to blend in. The rug is woven together, mm -hmm. but if you look at it closely, you can appreciate all the different patterns yep. and differences mm -hmm. in the weave. And I love that distinction. Um, in today's sort of political environment, do you think that it's there's more pressure for people to try to blend in versus to stand out? Well, it's... It, it's just such that's just such a, a hot it is a, it's a hot topic um, and I being first generation born here um, it was always just it's just part of my DNA um, I was always educated to learn about as many people as you possibly can because mm -hmm. if you walk into a room and I was always told this if you walk into a room and you see all the same people walk out um, whether it be all women all, all Haitians, all black, all white. I go because there's something missing in the conversation. And by default, and not by malice, um, someone is going to say something that's derogatory and someone in the room is not going to be there to defend themselves. Correct. So it's always amazing to have everyone in the room so that way everyone can chime in. Everyone's at the table. The best companies are run that way. The best um, churches, organizations, it's just it's schools mm -hmm. when you have everyone at the table. And so when I'm, when I'm thinking about what's happening in the world today, I feel that if you're in the right places, this is not a situation. Got um, it. It's if you, if, so for me, I, I automatically put myself in the right places. And if I, at any time it, I'm not in the right place, it's time to go. Because the diversity um, and the angers, that the, the lack of diversity and the anger that's happening right now is individuals that are being fueled by fear. And that fear is causing them not to engage with other people. And because of that, there's a breakdown. And mm -hmm. I want to try to find ways in a natural way, not being like not shoving it down your throat, right. but in a natural way for you to actually really be engaged and think, oh, right, I could just do that. And it's simple as can be. Right. And I love that in your story, it's just a rug. You use kids mm -hmm. to tell an important message uh, about celebrating differences. In your story, there are three young friends. There's a Persian boy. There's a redheaded Italian. There's a Haitian girl named Zazu. Mm -hmm. 
You, of course, have Haitian roots. Is that character inspired by your childhood? You know what? She's she's inspired by my grandmother. So, oh, really? So I so in every book um, that my goal is to actually have, and not just a multi-generate, multicultural, but multi-generational. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a grandmother that's in the book, and it's for me. Like I took care of my grandmother for 21 years, and um, right when I started my career, my parents moved to Florida, and they're like, just keep an eye on grandma, and keep an eye on grandma. Became I became her caretaker and her proxy, and and just learning so much about her. And it is so important when you have an elder person, and it doesn't have to be a grandparent, an elder person, because they're educating you about so much about your own culture that. I wasn't aware of like I'm Haitian it goes no big deal and these little right. kids like I go we're kids we're playing we have no big deal until someone asks you that simple question hey what's that thing in your house what's the food that you're eating what's the music you're listening to and then you're curious about now yourself right. And so my grandmother got me so curious about myself by just the foods that every single weekend she'd make specific things and I would like engage like what's the spices where are the things that you're having here mm-hmm. or when she asked for certain musics to be there to be in the house so I got curious because of her and Zazu was created because of my grandmother. And I like, too, that you talk about not just knowing what your DNA is, because a lot of these, um, like Ancestry.com and all of that, very popular right now, but that just confirms that you have a certain DNA, you know. But this, what you're saying is, Ask questions. Dig a little deeper. Learn. Yeah, learn about what, you know, what is the significance? Like you said, what is the significance of the statue that you have on your table? You know, what is the significance of eating this meal at this time? Whatever it is. And I like that you ask those questions. Those are the questions that you are inviting people to ask. And like you said, especially of older generation, yep. because they have so much wisdom and oh, so stories, much experience. Well, it was funny because like, I always, I make the joke where, I mean, I, and I love the, the fact that, um, these these sites are fantastic and people are getting to know who they are, mm-hmm. especially if you're adopted. This is a great way to get a better understanding of um, your background. Sure. Um, but I, I kid around about like, what if someone's just eating a bologna sandwich and a piece of a, a piece of mayo just falls on your DNA while they're testing and all of a sudden you could be <laughs> one thing to another. And, everyone, and mind you, I mean, jokingly, but back in the day you would just get on a plane and you were just curious. So one of my friends right now, um, well, one of my friends from my MBA of course, he and his wife and his, their children are in Lisbon, and they're posting photos about uh, the wife is Portuguese, mm-hmm. and they are going from town to town. They're going, they're speaking to people, um, they're going to libraries. They're they're literally learning so much about their culture. And I'm thinking, this is amazing. Not only for the wife, I go, but the children are of watching course. how the mother is yes. discovering something that they didn't know. So yes, I'm at home. I'm with mom. She speaks Portuguese. I go, and she's doing a lot of great things. I go, dad is American. Now they're on a vacation, but they're rediscovering a whole part of their life that they didn't know about. So to watch a mother get excited about it and the kids are like, oh my God, we want to hear more and we want to learn more because they actually went to the location. Yeah. And this is the perfect time where people are going on vacation. They're going on holidays. Visit somewhere that you think you're from and start start talking to the elderly because they remember everything. They certainly do. And I want to get back to the traveling in just a minute. Uh, if you're just tuning in, waking up, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and we're chatting today with marketing specialist, first-time author, Jody Tatiana Charles, about her children's book, It's Just a Rug. The story invites readers to become more curious about their heritage and to learn and honor what makes them unique. Let's get back to our conversation. We talk about traveling. You yourself are an avid traveler. Yes. You've been to how many countries? 42 countries so far. 42? So far. <laughs> and she says so far, dot, 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 more to come. Um, 
you and I like that you haven't just been to 42 countries visiting as a tourist. You tend to go and experience it, as you say, sort of differently. You try to immerse yourself into the culture. Mm-hmm. Talk about why that's so important. Um, so I, my goal is always to travel off-season. Um, if you travel off-season, you're actually there for the number one reason is to learn about the people. Mm-hmm. If you're traveling there during tourism season, you're seeing a lot of tourists, and you're and the people that are are living and breathing there they're just they're working they're working very hard and they don't have time to have those simple conversations in the park or at a restaurant or things like that so i enjoy always traveling off season it doesn't matter if it's zero degrees it doesn't matter if it's 102 degrees i love that time where you could sit down and they can take a breather and they Mm -hmm. have those moments for you number one um it's really nice to not read someone else's words um one of the things like it's another thing that i was taught where you never know what the mood was when the person wrote the article, the book, the critique, etc. So you know what? I go, you are a brilliant person. It doesn't matter where you're from. You're a brilliant person. Take that moment. Go by yourself. Formulate your own thoughts. And then come back and read the article and say, look, you know what? I agree with that one. I disagree with that one. Um, and the third one is just the conversations where even if they can. I mean, I, in April, I was in Colombia. And it was amazing. I don't know Spanish. It's embarrassing. I really should know <laughs> Spanish. I really, really should, do, should know Spanish. But I can really use a translator. I could like I could type up really fast on the trans um on the on um, the apps in regards of communicating yeah. to whoever. And everyone was just laughing and giggling and there's just like she's figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And I was by I me, mean, I travel a lot by myself and people are just so welcoming and so engaging. And so I go, it's a great way to meet people, learning about people, um, going off the beaten track and finding things that you would never see in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you have those um, stories about like, oh, it's dangerous for Americans to travel here. Well, you know what? I go, it's dangerous for me to travel inside the country too. Right. <laughs> and so uh, be smart, um, be kind. I always knew how to say good morning, hello, and where's the bathroom in I was every just going to say, where's the bathroom <laughs> would be my first thing. <laughs> where's the restroom? <laughs> All right. Um, I want to ask you too about you. Uh, your parents are Haitian. You were born here. You grew up in Brockton. Mm-hmm. How did they, obviously you don't get this from nothing. They must have instilled in you a love of f- recognizing and finding out about other cultures and honoring yours. So how did they do that when you were growing up? What was it like for you So backtrack a little up? bit. Conceived in Haiti. My mom, my, my, my mother was <laughs> really? eight, eight, my mother was eight and a half months pregnant. She got on the plane to have an American child. So I was that first generation wow. on both sides. So you were like... Like, like she landed and here you were exactly wow and, and so I always say that I'm like I got conceived in Haiti so just like I was like I was I was like yeah. formed there yeah um, born in Brooklyn New York um, my my parents did not want to live in the city they went, they wanted to be in the suburbs yeah um, raised in Brockton where it was literally it's the sweetest it was a town at the time when we moved there and everything about our neighborhood was first generations. And so you heard all the different languages, and every single parent had a fear of, I don't know how this country runs, but all I know is I want the best for my child. Right. But the second you came in your house, it was like it was like the UN. You're speaking the language, you are eating the food, you're listening to the music. You were not in America inside your house. Outside the house, we had to speak ah. English, we had to learn a lot of different things. So the culture was never gone. I and, see. And also the traveling was, you're born with a passport. You're automatically, you're born with a passport. And so traveling was always the way that we, we only knew that. And and also family. Uh, the majority of our family in America lived in New York. Every other weekend, and I don't know how my parents did this, every other weekend we were in New York, once a month we were in Montreal. And just because my father always said, um, I want you to be raised with your family, not on top of your relatives. Mm-hmm. And so 
we want you to be really like weddings, first communions, everything we were a part of, but you're still at home and you're still learning who you are and being strong about that culture and making sure that everyone that meets you knows who you are on the inside and the outside. And I know because we've worked together for, for many years, we've known each other for many years, how key your grandmother was in your life. Um, and she was not just somebody that you took care of, but she was somebody that, you know, she was a mentor. Mm-hmm. And um, you said you, you have somebody inspired in your book. Um, talk a little bit about the plot of your book. What, how do these three friends interact? And, and talk a little bit about the story of It's Just a Rug. Yeah, so um, we have Zazu, um, which is our little Haitian little girl, and Zazu was my grandmother's nickname. Uh, we have Umberto, uh, nicknamed Bertie. Uh, he's Italian with red hair. Um, I have like a infinity for redheads. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really great to discover that there's a whole entire group of um, redheads in Italy, which of course, I'm, I, in my mind when I was working with my illustrator, Diana, I'm like, okay, we'll just like change it up a little bit. Um, and the brown hair just wasn't working. Something was with the character wasn't working. And um, a former colleague said, like, I go, well, you love redheads. Why don't you just do a redhead? I'm like, I go, really? I'm like, I go, well, <laughs> I go, I go, they don't exist. She's like, I go, look it up. And sure enough, Turns out, in yeah. Sicily, like a huge population and very, very well revered, um, red carpet <laughs> revered. Wow. Um, and then there was like, um, and there was Delir, which Delir was very special because um, I, I, it was the rug and it's like a Persian. And I was like, really like investigating the whole entire story. But then, I was naive where I didn't know Persians were Iranians. And I'm calling my friends that are Persian. I'm like, did you know? They're like, yes, we knew we were Iranian. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how come I didn't know? They're like, oh, God, Jody. But it was really nice to actually discover this. But then I was looking at all the different books out there, and there are no representation for children that are Iranian. I'm like, you know what? I go, let's have our main character being Iranian. Um, and it was really nice to have the three kids come together because when you go and you watch kids, and I mean, you know with your kids, kids are kids. They just play. I'm like, I go, Johnny right. plays soccer. I go, Sally knows how to speak, uh, like, speak um, a different language. I mean, like I go, you have all these different kids from all these different locations, but they only see each other as kids. Right. But then to discover who they are um, through their grandmother was a really great intersect of the culture and the generational. And when I go to different schools and I'm reading, it happens over time and time. And again, I read half the book and each time I ask the question, did everyone, I go, what did you learn that was different about your classmates about in this book? And I didn't know there was so many kids in our class that were from other countries or eat different foods or do. And so they're discovering this and in the the book is targeted towards kids that are um, ages I mean, I'm sorry, from third and fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And mind you, we're getting kids from up to like 12, 13 years old. I was going to say. Keeping the interest. Yeah, and I was going to say, even adults are liking yeah. this book. Did that surprise you? Shocked me. Shocked me. I mean, the amount of parents and grandparents that are buying the books, and they're like, they're buying multiple. And I'm like, I go one for a grandkid or one to donate to a library, school, et cetera, but one to keep for themselves because they're like, it's reminding us of something so basic that we would have never thought about. And you're doing it in a way where you're not shoving it down our throat, but it's enjoyable. And then people are looking at it. They're like, we're pulling out albums that we hadn't seen in years. We're pulling out boxes of Moha heirlooms. And it's just reminding everyone that you are so special in your own way. And there's a whole entire background to you who is it and share that as much as you possibly can if you're just joining us i'm sue tab and you're listening to exceptional women on magic 106.7 this morning we are thrilled to have jody tatiana charles with us to talk about her first children's book it's just a rug jody a first generation haitian american draws from her own experience to tell the story of three very different friends who come to appreciate each other's unique cultures let's chat a little bit more i want to talk about you personally your career you've done 
a lot over the past couple of decades in terms of your own personal career. Decades. You've been <laughs> decades. Uh, you've been a radio producer, and you've you know you've worked for the uh, former governor. You've done. You've had quite a lot of of sort of career transformations. What brought you here to writing this book? Why was this important, and, and what did that collective experience sort of bring to this? Well, the fun thing is, um, I, I've had a lot of titles, but I've done the same thing in regards of marketing and branding, yes. telling other people's stories, which comes full circle. So, from being a teacher, I started my career as a teacher in the. Brockton oh, I forgot about the teacher yep, part of it. The That's Brockton, right. Brockton yes. Sharon School System, being a teacher. Yep. Um, and then from there, radio producer, television producer, press secretary. Um, and then launching, um, helping launching two organizations, the Massachusetts Conference for Women. And which is for hugely successful. Huge, 15,000 yeah. attendees every year. Yeah. And Mass Challenge, which is the, I mean, mind-blowing in regards to the, uh, the startups from all over the world that come into Boston um, to work on their ideas, their big ideas. And mm -hmm. now they have different, nine different locations um, wow. around the world, all to help startups and um, to really, really help them focus on making this world better. Um, everything that I do is to know who your target audience is and to tell your story everything i do everything i've done my entire life mm -hmm. and it, it literally like going way way back it stems from my cousin like i was having a tough time learning how to speak english um and my cousin gave me a camera and said he goes you are great at telling stories he goes take the picture look around tell me and then come back i go and tell me what you what the sounds the we'll call it the stories the smell the the views tell me everything and that was something that started right at the beginning of my life and it's just literally transformed in different titles but I've been consistent throughout in regards of being able to tell a story and this with the world that we're living in right now this was one of the ways that I wanted to get people excited mm -hmm. um, but yet still continue to tell a story. What has been most challenging for you about um, your career trajectory? What would you say um, your professional career? At the beginning when people don't believe they're like, I go, she's a very, very large personality, um, but yet can she get the job done? And I think that's one of those moments where you're always fueled by someone not believing in you. Right. Um, or at least I definitely am fueled by people not believing in me. Right. Um, and I think that's one of the things that made me, it, it's, it's always the, really, still? Like, I mean, look at all the things I've done and you still, like, I can't believe it. Right. This. You're like, there's um, some substance behind the shine here, go, there, people. There, like, there's this, uh, travel, there's degrees, yeah. there's jobs. Um, and I, and there are top people that I've worked for, the most amazing people. And yet, um, it's always shocking to me when people don't believe. Um, but there's always a team that I work with that is like, I mean, again, mind blowing. I have the best time. Um, I learn a lot from my team. We we literally have end goals and we get things done. And so mm -hmm. that whole entire concept of always the not believe and then just riding the wave and and not proving someone wrong, but more so um, working together with a team for them to understand we can accomplish anything if we put our minds to it. Well, that's what makes you exceptional after all. <laughs> so this show is called Exceptional Women. What kinds of things, and we're already running out of time, believe it or not, what kinds of things in your opinion make a person exceptional? Putting yourself out there. Um, not being afraid to ask for help. Putting yourself out there. Challenging yourself to do so much better and leaving a phenomenal legacy. Would you say that that means taking risks along the way? Absolutely. Life is all about risks. I mean, you can't be here and just be at status quo um sit on the couch um and just eat bonbons like you, you really you <laughs> although really, that sounds kind of <laughs> nice I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> you really do have to actually um, find ways to um really make this world better in your own personal way you won't be oprah you might you may be you may not be bill gates but you might be but find a way in your own community to make a change and leave something behind that people will not 
forget to talk about you when you're gone. Back to your book because we have to wrap up. It's Just a Rug. It's uh, a children's book. It's a story of three friends from very different cultural backgrounds who learn to honor their heritage, celebrate their unique uniqueness. Tell listeners how they can get it if they're interested. You can go to www. And actually, you don't have to say www. anymore. No, you don't. <laughs> it's, it's just so funny when I say that. It's justarug.com. Oh. Um, and then when you say when you go on to buy here, it gives you the listing all over the world where you can purchase the book, which is so wild. That's so exciting. <laughs> it really is awesome. So it's just, it's just a rug. It's just com, which is the name of the book. Yeah. That's awesome. We're out of time. Thank you, Jody, for being with us on Exceptional Women today. Thank we wish you. you luck with your book, and we will catch up with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Marketing specialist, public speaker, and first-time author Jody Charles has been in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. But remember that exceptional women are everywhere. We interview athletes, CEOs, celebrities, and authors. But we also like to talk to teens and co-workers and your neighbors who are quietly making an impact out in their communities. Email us if you know someone who fits the bill. We'd love to hear from you. Meantime, thank you to my producer, Kendra Petroni, and to all of you listening. Tune in again next Sunday at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Have a great day.